0: Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome
1: to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak.
0: What's going on, party people? Today I have two very, very special guests with me. The Anatomy of Marriage duo, Seth and Melanie Studley. Yes, I have two people on the show today. Both of which are amazing folks and uh, they actually run another podcast called The Anatomy of Marriage. And uh, it's all about resources that they wish they had when they were going through the hardest parts of their marriage early on. Uh, They have over 2.5 million downloads of their podcast and people all over the world who tune in because they appreciate their raw vulnerability, practical tools, and real help for real couples that need to improve their marriage. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about a few things with marriage. I mean, this is a pretty cool topic, obviously, in today's day and age. But both Seth and Melanie are passionate uh, for helping families and couples like themselves. And uh, they're just really dope people. They also have amazing tattoos. So you're gonna wanna check them out. Make sure you check out their website, anatomyofmarriage.com. They're also on Instagram. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna tell you their Instagram one second because my it's at, at Anatomy of Marriage. So just follow them. They post daily helpful content, videos, podcasts, all the good stuff that you enjoy. And uh, they're just awesome people. So want to make sure you connect with them. And uh, without further ado, let's welcome Seth and his beautiful wife Melanie to the podcast. Okay, so you, you have a shipping container on your property, but where are you guys located? Like where exactly is we're, this?
2: We're about 30 minutes south of Seattle in a little town called Maple Valley, which Ooh, is really cool because nice. it's out in the country. I grew up in the country and we have deer and elk on our property and everything. But when we moved to this property, uh, there's a shipping container on it, you know, like you see on trucks and stuff like that. And it was just full of crap. And we we're like, ah, we're gonna, you, we're gonna make that out of something. We're gonna make something out of that. And we just uh, finished, uh, cutting windows out. We put doors in and everything. And now it's like a, our studio,
0: our like content creation mm-hmm. space. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. That is awesome. So Seattle's on my bucket list of places to visit because I have, first of all, I have an amazing array, vast array of clients out there. And then I also have an amazing group of fitness friends in Seattle. Uh, one of my best friends is from Seattle, but I've never, I've never been there, which is a disgrace. Oh, yeah man. come in
1: like august july august september is that what do you think those are like the best
2: months. oh uh, yeah, if, yeah if if you like outdoor summer yeah. stuff like mountains rivers it's hikes, amazing here. everything but then in the winter we ha- we do have pretty good snowboarding and skiing out here if yeah. you're into so, that as well so, oh, I'm into yeah it's beautiful that. yeah yeah it's are really cool where we-
0: go ahead oh sir. go ahead
1: Oh, you, I I was just going to say, it's really cool. Our property that we live on right now, we literally can hear elk like bugling and they come in our yard. We'll have whole herds of elk in our yard. It's awesome. Washington is beautiful. But what were you going to say? Sorry.
0: Well, no, I just, the pictures I've seen, I have a client who's a professional photographer out there and the photography is just amazing. Mm -hmm. The the views are incredible and I'm all about. It's all
1: true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So. The Anatomy of Marriage, that's the podcast that you guys are at the forefront of, right? So how'd that all start? Give me the background on that. All right.
1: Uh, well it started with a really really terrible marriage uh we got married and it
0: started with a black eye right actually, yeah actually from, it did from,
2: Mel- from melanie to uh me it was a gift yeah so. <laughs> it was a
1: gift. yeah i we we got married i was 21 when we got married you were like 26 or something yeah. we did the normal thing you know we were in church all the stuff we got married and it was okay we fought a lot we thought oh we're normal we're just like everybody else and when i had i had just given birth to our second child so i had a two-week-old in my arms and then a one-year-old sleeping in the crib so really close together kids yeah and seth confessed that he had been lying and looking at pornography which is not the end of the world but i thought it was the end of the whole entire world Mm -hmm. and i just snapped i lost my mind i freaked out and over the course of several weeks ended up giving him a black eye And I was like, where are the resources for this kind of marriage? Because I knew I didn't want to divorce him. Like, I I basically tried really hard to get him to leave me because I wanted to look like the victim. But through all of this, I realized I was actually pretty much one of the baddest guys in the deal. I was not behaving well, but I couldn't find resources during that time that were for marriages like ours that were really deeply struggling.
2: And and during that time, I was in graduate school uh, studying to be a a marriage and family therapist, right? That's my profession. I've been a, a licensed marriage and family therapist for about 13 years now and we were just in a whirlwind of of crap you know i mean i was on uh larry's show a a couple of days ago i know you know larry and dad's edge and all that stuff um in fact he introduced us which is pretty awesome and we were talking about we were just me and melanie were so emotionally immature right you know we were looking just anywhere except the right spots to find meaning and like purpose Mm -hmm. and we were looking to each other and you know as a family therapist I'm like if we're looking to another person to make us happy or fulfill us or anything like that you're looking in the wrong spot and guess what you're never going to find it so it took us a long minute Mm -hmm. like you know our marriage was just crap for for two years after that you know like the black guy Mm -hmm. like constant arguing just back and forth and we're like dude where are the resources right Where where are the the solid books or uh there weren't the whole ton of podcasts back then you know but we weren't finding anything so we're like okay we got to create something that we wish we had right Mm -hmm. so like you know necessity is the mother of of all invention you know Mm -hmm. so we're like okay let's take our whole story let's put it out there and walk people through it oh and guess what a zillion other people have lived through this type of thing too So we've been able to build a really cool community around Mm -hmm. that of, okay, you want to get better? Guess what? Don't look to your spouse. Look to you. Right. And when you get better, then chances are you're going to have a better marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was, let's see, we launched the show about four years ago, four years ago in in February 2021. Yeah. Right? 2021.
1: Oh, sorry. The way you yeah, said it, that it, was really like Four What? Years. Are we <laughs> out of 2020?
0: That would be amazing. <laughs> I know. Jeez. <laughs> right.
1: But yeah, so it was basically out of necessity. Like you said, every resource we could find was so yeah. like sugar-coated, nothing helped. There were no mm-hmm. real tools. So we just were like, we got to make them. So right. that's how sure. our show was born.
0: So this, uh, this whole, I, this like initial... Uh, event that took place or this period that took place when you guys were Uh early on in your marriage how long ago was this you said this was 13 years ago
1: it was probably a well how old is let's see it was it was
0: was
2: around 2009 it was 11 uh, years ago yeah yeah. but i've been a therapist
0: for uh, a little over 13 years um yeah yeah gotcha so melanie you at the time you had just had your second child and it sounds like Mm -hmm. they were pretty close in age
1: yeah they were 15 months apart yeah
0: so I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Cause we, we have two little boys, uh, 18 months apart ah. and I, and my wife will destroy me if I say this publicly, but here we go. So <laughs> right. uh, go our it. worst fights were in that, that range of when we had them back to back, it was like we right. were both, it's almost like we look back and we have a hard time recognizing ourselves. Right. You know I mean, it's right. like, we, we felt like I, at least I can speak for myself and I'd say, I felt like. I was just in some sort of storm, right at right. the time yeah. where I couldn't get out, and I, and I yeah. don't know if it was because and and our marriage is is healthy now, but back then it definitely had some serious serious issues. I'm sure a lot of people can relate, and I don't. Right. I think we, you know, having the kids back to back was such a a hard thing to like get past. <laughs> like it was like right. yeah, we just didn't have any kind of. We were new to the whole thing. I we never had right. kids before obviously so we were just like just trying to figure it out you know a lot of a lot of issues going on
2: yeah. yeah and i mean that's where we found ourselves in and mm-hmm. again the the pressure of me asking myself dude you're a, you're a marriage and family therapist you should know this stuff mm-hmm. but just because you know it in books and you have practiced it doesn't mean I'm, i've never had two kids before you know <laughs> i've never had a wife before right. uh you know let alone one that you know uh we both had issues, you know, so this is the first time for everything. And uh, yeah, it is crazy. It's, you know, in in therapy world, we call it uh, a a different array of adjustment disorders. And it's real, like we were adjusting, you were adjusting, your wife was adjusting to this completely new life. Oh, this is your first time having a kid? Mine too. What do we do? I don't know. (laughs) Let's just yell
1: at each other. cry, right. right.
2: (laughs) You know, Uh, so, you know, I'm not saying that we all have adjustment disorders, but it is, the the huge adjustment period from going Mm. to single hey we're going on dates we're chilling we're having fun doing whatever to boom two kids oh now we got bills and jobs and graduate school Mm. and all this other stuff and it's just it was bonkers and we were ill prepared for
0: it yeah big time So what were some of the first things you did? Because it sounds like, I mean, the beauty of this whole thing that I love is that this didn't happen over the past like six months, right? This this took some time obviously, (laughs) which I feel like is the hardest part for people to digest these days with anything Mm -hmm. that they want to improve is that this might be a a process. This might be a journey, right? So what were some of the like bite-sized chunks of things you did at first to start getting the ball rolling in the right direction of the marriage that you wanted to have happen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I think the first thing that we needed to do for sure was stop looking at each other for our source of joy or happiness or fulfillment or whatever. like, Cause that's what, what everybody does when they get married is the you complete me vibe. right? And that's a terrible energy to bring into a marriage. Like I had been looking to Seth for everything. Like the way you talk will make me happy. The way you like hang out with your friends, that's gonna make me mad or happy or whatever. And it's all on you right. to make me happy. So the first thing that we had to do was to take ownership of literally all of our emotions, from the good to the bad, to the stupid, to the ugly, whatever they were, Mm -hmm. we had to own them, which, oh my gosh, was like the hardest. It's like the hardest step ever because people are like, well, you made me mad or you did this or that. And it's like, um, it's so countercultural to, like, actually own all your feelings and not
2: um, – Not blame yeah, and, not, mm-hmm. and just want to, you know, blame and shame to, yeah. to other people, but rarely do we look at ourselves. And this is funny because I, I have done in the past, like, anger management groups with uh, adolescent boys, right? I've done that for a long time. And they'd be like, oh, that that dude made me mad. He pissed me off. I'm like, oh, really? What? Wait a minute. He, he made you? So he has that control over your feelings? And they'll be like – well, no, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about this. Right. It's Sounds like, like me so, right now,
0: actually. That's how I talk. I know. Right. No. But,
2: but I mean, so,
0: boy, I, guess. No. Right.
2: I think, yeah, we all can revert back to right. that, like in a snap, but uh, you know, other people actually don't have that power to make you feel they can, they can maybe trigger those feelings, mm-hmm. but we always have the choice. And I like to give this analogy and this, this, I mean, obviously you're in the fitness world, all this stuff nobody makes me go to the gym, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody makes me not want to eat crap and, you know, eat broccoli. I do that. I control that. I have complete say over that, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, adolescent boys, they're not, you know, their brains aren't fully complete yet or whatever. (laughs) We're all girls too. I've done anger management for girls. And, uh, but when we realize that, oh, I can actually control this, right? She, she can do things that's, Uh, creates maybe disharmony in my life or, you know, kind of uh, throw a wrench and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I get to choose how I react to that. So Mm -hmm. there was a thing where I, it it was crazy, man. I mean, when we say crazy, people don't even know. It's like, I would wake up and go, oh my gosh, am I, are we married still? Is this like real (laughs) kind of thing? And that, and that was like for a year and a half. And then something clicked in my mind because she would say, she's like, I want a divorce. I want a divorce. I would
1: text him like all the time. And
2: I I would be like, not in like some weird, like domineering way. I'd be like, no, we're not doing that. Right. And then, so I backed that up. Like, no, we're not doing that. Here's what I'm doing to get healthy Mm -hmm. mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And I just flipped a switch and made a commitment. And it was like, I don't, I don't know. It was just a, it was like, um, (laughs) okay, maybe, maybe your listeners, listeners will remember this. So, you know, in the point. Point Break movie the No orri- one knows Point the Break. The original one. Oh, I love Point Break. Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> but yes, my man knows Point Break. So, <laughs> yes. uh, when um uh, what's what's the guy's name when um when that's Patrick Swayze? Right? Yeah. yeah, but but when he has the guy that's going to kill the lady in the desert, you know, he's like Oh yeah. like a switch man. You can't turn him off like that. Well, something <laughs> happened to me and there was like a switch that I, I I couldn't be turned off, right? So I was just okay, for the next year, this is what we're doing and that included like Prayer alarms. We're you know, we grew up Christian, so that was a big thing in our lives. Prayer alarms. Five times a day, no matter what. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would call her and say, hey, I'm going to pray. She wouldn't even say anything. I literally so would not just even. just hang up.
1: Yeah, I but, wouldn't even say hello.
2: But doing that for a year really made right. a cognitive difference in in all the stuff that we did. And, of course, there was other things included in that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're going to read books. We're going to listen to sermons or podcasts or talk to other dudes right. for me about it. And, go, and And go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And that is what really kind of uh, changed us when we took that personal Mm-hmm. that real honest look, personal accountability, like, okay, I had a part to play in this. What is it? Right. Only I can fix that. Hopefully she'll do her stuff. And luckily she did.
0: She, she made that same switch too. Mm. Melly, what was that switch for you? Cause I know so many people, I mean, I see it in fitness like daily, right? right. Personal responsibility. We teach that inside of our courses that you have to take extreme ownership, right? The Jocko will, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. That it's on you, everything failure. Jocko Willink.
1: We love Jocko Willink. I'm not as hardcore as Jocko. We have more hair
0: than Jocko. That's the only thing I got on him, right? Um, (laughs) But at the end of the day, that that principle of extreme ownership applies itself to pretty much everything in life, right? But Mm -hmm. so many people, including myself, like I raise my hand all the time. I have a hard time with that. I want to point the finger. So to flip that switch, if you will, like to say, all right, it's all on me, win, lose, draw, it doesn't matter. What are, what were some of the things you did to like get, get that in your, like dialed in, in your brain? Like Mm -hmm. what, what were, what were your, your steps for that?
1: Well, it, for, it was a journey because there wasn't, again, there was not one space, one resource where it was like take ownership. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like I, (laughs) I remember it started when, I mean, in like the absolute darkest point where I was like, I hate Seth so much. I'm trying to get him to divorce me. Like that's my objective, my goal, which is such a terrible thing to say. And, um, I just remember sitting, I was actually on the floor of our living room and I was, you know, just angry as anything. And I was actually reading the Bible. And I and it, I'm not trying to be overly Christian here, but I was reading the Bible as like cool. a tool to like injure him. I was like, ooh, watch this. I'll find she a, wanted to uh, zing
0: me with yeah, like I was literally yeah. trying to
1: find a Bible verse that was like, God hates it when people do this. Right. Oh God. <laughs> <That> <laughs> and would so be
0: awesome. I was <laughs> right. It, the,
1: I'll find that one in the Bible right. next time. But I was literally trying to find something like that. And like It said something like god hates people who do this and he also hates people who do that and i happen to be the people who do that line Mm. i was like oh my gosh like it was literally like hey melanie the crap you're doing Mm. is awful like you're tearing apart your husband every single day you're you're literally abusing him. You're verbally abusive, you're mentally abusive. Like what the F are you doing? You Wake burned up. Yourself. I burned myself, yeah. uh, a, a heavenly Lots burn. Cool burn. <laughs> right, right, right. And so that was sort of the very first, um, my very first like insight into that idea of, of ownership. And mm. then after that, it was just this really long journey because I, I was so, I'm the baby of five. I'm the youngest of five. I get my way right Mm -hmm. like life is easy when you're the baby and your parents pay for everything so Mm -hmm. I did not know how completely spoiled I was so that journey took so much longer than it needed to basically because I was just spoiled and I didn't Mm -hmm. understand like I didn't I was mean to Seth and I didn't know that it was like a choice I had Mm -hmm. so um, yeah I wish I had had our podcast all those years ago. I mean, I wish I could have kicked my own butt back yeah. then.
2: One of the things we talk about on our show and in the family therapy context is the concept of family of origin, right? Like your family tree, your genealogy, like how, did, how, your, mom do, how your mom did stuff, your dad did stuff, your brothers. This, this all has an impact on how we think, right? So we talk about that a whole lot. And then one thing early on in our journey, uh, Melanie came across, I think, a TED Talk with mm-hmm. Carol Dweck and talking oh, about yeah grit and growth mindset versus mm-hmm. fixed mindset and she you know had happened upon this stuff and read it and I was like oh okay she mentioned it to me and that was that was probably I don't know six or seven eight years ago maybe or so I mean there's been so many like thousands of books and podcasts right. since then yeah you know? that we've consumed. but that was really one of the the the, the main things that
1: You can do hard things. Tipped us off, like
2: having grit. Like I've always been a hard worker. I, you know, worked at a gas station. My first job when I was like uh, 14 years old, you know, making two bucks an hour, running the whole store by myself, cutting grass. You know, Melanie's been a really hard worker too. So we had that, but it was the growth versus fixed mindset. Like a fixed mindset is not, well, a fixed mindset is thinking, well, that's how my mom did stuff. That's just the way that I am, you know? Or I
1: can't do that. It's too hard. It is
2: what it is kind of thing. And I was, you know, heard this concept. It's like, no, dude, we're, we're, we're a growth mindset. It's hard and it sucks sometimes. Mm -hmm. But like the payoff, just like working out or something like, oh, waking up at five and going to the gym five days a week. Right. Sometimes isn't that fun, but you really reap the other benefits right. later, right?
1: And that's our whole goal is to bring that growth mindset and ownership, all of that stuff into marriage, into the marriage space in a new way because it just is severely lacking in the marriage space. Yeah. Um, and to the detriment of many, many, many marriages.
2: Right. Because other stuff out there is like, love your
1: husband. Oh, I like, know. It would be like the, the equivalent, <laughs> like the fitness equivalent of like, eat a balanced diet and work out. You're like, right. well, you tell, <laughs> me, yeah. anything. Like, is you tell me anything. What does that
0: mean? Yeah. No, duh. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But how? Right. Yeah. No, that, right. that's mm-hmm. huge. I want to talk more about marriage in 2020, but I also want to hear a little bit more about your backgrounds, like as you grew up, because this is always fascinating to me. Um, my wife comes from a very uh, loving home, Uh, Both parents married uh, for, jeez, I guess like 20 plus, 30 plus years now. Um, Mm -hmm. My my parents are divorced. Uh, I was actually raised Christian uh, in the church and go to church every Sunday. And then I left the church when I was about 15 because my parents got divorced. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, this is crazy. Like you guys are hypocrites. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've been grounded for every little thing on earth. And now you're just getting a divorce right. and you each other. Right. Yeah. Uh, came back to the church when I was in my twenties, but uh, I come from divorce. Right. And my parents mm-hmm. come from divorce, both of them. So I'm curious to know what your backgrounds are. Did you have parents who were together, married? How, how did that look?
2: Yeah, so I, I'm from the South. I grew up in South Carolina, went to undergrad there and everything. Moved out to Seattle when I was, I don't know, 24 or something. So very much uh, Bible Belt's Christian upbringing yeah. there. Um, and, you know, not like living it all the time, of course, but that's just whatever. But yeah, my parents were together, or they're still together. I think they've probably been married 35, no, probably 40 years now. Yeah. Jeez, like, yeah, over over 40 years. And um, it's funny, now they sleep in separate bedrooms and they they make it work, you know, but there could be it's like, uh, you know, it could be better, but that's a right. lot of hard work. We're right. just good, <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, uh, so that's that's the example mm-hmm. that, that I've had. And you know, they're they're okay, but uh, do I want more than that for myself and my marriage? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big time.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. my parents are still together. They got married. My mom was 17 and my dad was 19 wow. when they got married. Mm-hmm. And they went to school, like literally, we can point to this, it's right across the street where my parents <laughs> went to school. So we live in the same town, all that stuff. But um, they they have, always had kind of a really strained relationship. I love them both. We I talk to them all the time, but they almost got a divorce when I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the same thing, what Seth said, like they are still together, but what we want for our marriage is so completely different than what is modeled in the homes that we grew up in. Like his family will have these kind of explosive fights and then repair and my family you literally don't talk about your feelings like talk about what you're going to do talk you about your day ever. you don't fight yeah. ever and so we that taking those two family of origins and like merging them was like explosive cosmic star explosions like it was right. so hard it was like the, you know all these weird there's all these expectations built into everything from how clean is clean how do you fight what do you talk about what don't you talk about when do you have kids do you talk about having kids how do you parent like Everything is involved mm-hmm. when families of origins merge.
2: So I think uh, divorce, because, you know, I, I work with clients who, you know, we're, they come to me for marriage counseling and guess what? Sometimes they end up in divorce. Mm-hmm. Is that my fault as a counselor? No, it's not. It's not all on me. It's what, you know, maybe it just doesn't work out for them. Um, but sometimes that can be a really good teacher, uh, not only for for kids of like, you know what, I do not want to make those same mm-hmm. mistakes that my parents have made and I don't want to perpetuate that because I remember how crappy it felt or, or whatever, you know, as a kid, it it was, it was really funny. Our, our uh, 10 year old was eating breakfast this morning. And I said something about divorce talking about like another couple or something. And he was like, are, are you guys getting divorced?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, it they was, just think, no,
2: yeah, it you're was getting divorced? It was just what? a random thing. But like, you know, if, if you've gone through that or not, it, it can be a teacher to what you don't want to do, right? To, to how you want to um, uh, avoid right. or do differently. And just because your parents did and their parents did uh, in that family origin context does absolutely not mean mm-hmm. that you have to
0: follow in that same path, Right. right? Yeah. No, I, I can relate to that so much because I oftentimes, I guess the scary part sometimes is you start to see, or like you have that deja vu, right? Where mm. it's like, like I've seen this before. Who did this? Oh, that was my parents, right? right. <laughs> like, right. oh man, I don't want, like I even see my, like my mannerisms sometimes and I go, I'm like my dad, right? Which is the worst. I don't want to do that at yeah. all. Right. right. Uh, but it's scary because history as, as we all know, can repeat itself if we're not, if we're not careful. Uh, right. And I'm just always so curious to hear, because I mean, we, thankfully we have a lot of people in our community that we know that are happily married. Like they work on it. They're just crushing it. Right. And you know, nobody's perfect, but then we know a lot of people on the opposite of the spectrum. Right. Mm. And it's almost like, it's like, you feel like it's a coin flip sometimes. Mm. You're like, right. I hope it lands on the right, the right, right. side. Well, what's
1: interesting is that you, like you're talking, and and so many people do this, especially if they are the child of a divorced family. Um, They have a tendency to be like, well, they take on that label. I am a child of divorce. And so they own it. And here it is. It's me. And the hard part about that is then they look for evidence of them, like their Behavior leading towards their divorce. Like they, like you go, Oh, I'm, I'm doing that thing. Oh, I'm right about myself. I'm mm. my belief about myself that I will get divorced is coming true. And mm. the thing that I wish I could just like impart into everyone who is, who went through divorce as a kid, um, is have a vision for what you want instead of like a dark omen of what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we have a big enough, I mean, think of it in the fitness world. If you go, I want the six pack, I want beautiful thighs and muscly biceps. I don't know. Like if you have a vision. <laughs> a I, want, I
2: want beautiful thighs. A beautiful is, is thighs. what I'm asking. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Thighs. There
2: we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> like, I, I, I want them, not for myself. Right. I want them. You just want them. Yeah. Uh,
0: but think <laughs> about clarify. like,
1: Right. If you have a vision for your fitness goals, you don't sit there and go, well, my dad had a beer belly. Oh no, I'm going to have a beer. But like, no, you, you go, no, that's not what I want. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I'm going to work towards that. And so I wish that I could just put this into people's heads. Like instead of thinking and labeling yourself as a child of this or whatever, say, no, I'm done with that. That was then. I'm don't look in the rear view mirror. You're not going that way. Set a vision and a goal in front of yourself to aim toward, which is a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. And you can learn from the past of what your parents did. Like, oh, my dad would always say this to my mom and that's not great. Then don't do it. Don't put that in your vision for your future. If that makes sense. But so often I see people like take on a label and think of it like in fitness, like, oh, I don't work out or I'm not a runner mm-hmm. or I'm not a whatever. And then if they just self-fulfilling prophecy, they just never become a runner because right. they think they aren't one. And it works the same in, in relationships.
2: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. No, That I find myself doing that a lot. I mean, that, that's, that's a huge, huge, I, I do think, thankfully, uh, one of the positives of social media is that it gives you the opportunity uh, to find those role models, right? Those people mm, yeah. that. Maybe you can start to self-fulfill in a a positive direction, right? You say, hey, like, yeah, my parents, like, they did X, Y, Z, and it wasn't great, but look at these, this couple over here, that's like, that's what I want, right? Because sometimes, I mean, I know growing up, we didn't, obviously, we didn't have any access to any of this stuff, and so your home, your your bubble was so small, right? So you think, man, this is just how it is, right? This is just like, I, I knew kind of, just based off friends and families that I was interacting with, that it wasn't normal, it wasn't healthy. But right. it's hard to like experience what does that actually even look like? You just see your friends or family here, friends, whatever, once in a while. But in my home, it was chaos. And so now it's cool that I can look around and see families who are doing it. You know, they they're putting in the work. They I know them because they're my mentors or whatever. And it starts to give me a better vision of what's possible. Right. Mm-hmm. But in 2020 now, it's like. This is like, this is every unhealthy marriage is like nightmare, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. You can't leave the house. You're
1: right. stuck,
0: right? Yeah. No, I, I not,
2: not to go super dark, but just this morning, or maybe it was late last night, I read a statistic somewhere in some literature thing I was reading for psychology stuff that domestic violence homicides are up Ugh, like exponentially terrible. because of, right. you know, oh, we're, we're stuck in the house. Right. right. And, and again, not to, not to take it super dark, but no, let's go dark. Put, I mean, we have to, sometimes right. right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to. And uh, there's this guy, have you heard of James Altucher? He has a podcast. Yes, and, of course. I know James. Yeah. yeah New York guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah new york dude you know he, he's, yeah. he's kind of super quirky but he was yep. talking about and and this isn't anything new but he just highlighted it in the context of COVID 19 and stuff it's like okay what is coming out in all of us right now during COVID 19 has been there all along right it's just having a chance to come out you know mm-hmm. it's like you can't squeeze a lemon and get lime juice right. you know like what is in you is going to come out like that that old maxim you know money won't change your problems who you or, or yeah. who you are, it'll just exacerbate Exaggerate, it yeah. and like put a, yeah. a magnifying glass on it. And like one of the, and th- I'm not being braggy here, but like when all this stuff started happening, uh and uh, so, and we can also talk about 75 Hard if you're familiar with that, which yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you are. Absolutely. So I, I decided to do 75 Hard uh, this year starting January 2nd, right? And I was like, okay, I'm doing it, I committed to it. And the COVID stuff hadn't happened then yet. And then, you know, got about 60 days into 75 hard, which was amazing, which I finished, by the way. And then all the COVID stuff started happening. And I like just maybe it was 75 hard, but it it just triggered in me. Okay, I want to be able to look back Mm -hmm. three, five, eight months from now or wherever and go, you know what? We thrived. In, in COVID-19. You know what? I want to look back and go, yep, I'm proud of right. my actions there. Right. And so far, I've been able to, right? And I, I, maybe maybe I like to think, yeah, okay, we got squeezed and like, right. you know, right. The, the right juice came out <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Or it was just a magnifying glass. But, you know, I, I deal with a lot of couples who are having a hard time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, you know, personally, I've, I've kind of gotten a little bit depressed. Like, nothing's open this sucks right you know we can't go like do stuff you know well the gym finally opened which is good but you know it's just it did magnify some stuff and there is like a real it's kind of like seasonal affective disorder Mm. that stuff's real you know it's like you know it's been cloudy for 800 days right i'm kind of like in a funk Mm -hmm. here you know and i think i've gone through some funk but i'm still proud to say like okay we're going to growth mindset this right. and like do what we got to do mm-hmm. which is yeah.
1: nice. Yeah, the divorce rates have also gone up um yeah. during this time and it's a very confusing time for people because we, especially with things like phones, we start to like, you know, we get on our devices and we think, oh, well, this is going to help me out. And then it just like sucks your brain out. And then you're like, you don't know how to relate to somebody. Mm -hmm. And then you're mad because you're together Mm -hmm. and you can't go anywhere. So the thing that I'd say the best piece of advice I could give for this time for couples, especially is You've got to like take, do an assessment of the things that aren't working right. and then make a list of stuff that will work, that will help, that will make you feel better. I do this with my coaching clients. I say, make a list of songs that make you feel good, activities that make you feel good. It could be anything from mm-hmm. taking a bath, rollerblading, going to kickboxing class. It could be riding a horse. It could be taking a walk, literally anything. And well, what you're need-
2: talking about is like what Tony Robbins talks about. Right. It's like change your state, yeah, state change, change mm-hmm. your mind, You know, do, do 10 burpees, you know, if right. you feel like crap. Just right. Do I them. mean,
1: we, I used to do that kind of thing all the time. I, mean, yeah. we, I worked at Starbucks when I was 19, and I would be so tired. I would go into the bathroom and literally do sit ups and push ups on the bathroom floor to wake up. That's gross. And it's a state. It is really gross. <laughs> Don't do that I now in
0: 2020. No no, 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 I would not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: it was a, a state change. That's all it was. And people yeah. aren't thinking in those terms. They think, well, my phone makes me feel good. Netflix makes me feel good. No, it doesn't. And it won't help you. Uh, so do something real about it.
2: Have you seen the stats? And this probably was about three months ago when COVID stuff was pretty oh, yeah. deep. Like uh, alcohol sales skyrocketed. Yeah. Uh, pornography use skyrocketed. And uh, marijuana sales and junk food sales. Yeah. Like of course, yeah. all things stuff. to comfort stuff, all Mm -hmm. things to help you check out. Right. And that's one of the amazing things about 75 hard. You can't check out because you're committed to it and you're like, yeah, okay. It's freezing cold. It's snowing outside and I'm running. I am right here in this moment, not checked out, Mm -hmm. which, uh, that, that takes a lot, but it's definitely worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, my wife and I had the biggest struggle we encountered, uh, during the initial like three or four months that everything was locked down here in Virginia. Um, you know, we, we had like our, our daily date night type of deal. Right. And we love going out to a nice restaurant and like, we enjoyed food and like, it's just part of our, what we've realized a big part of our routine and yeah. we couldn't do that. Right. And it was like, all right, let's order takeout. But then it was like, well, we're still stuck at home with the kids. And it's like, right. it was like, we're not getting that release. Right. I'm a big believer right. in date night. I think it's super important. And we had to start getting more creative. So like we started just leaving the house you know, with with her, thank God her family lives nearby. They would take care of the kids. We would just go for a walk, you know, mm-hmm. like just get out of the house. And then we would go pick up to go sushi or something and, you know, mm-hmm. park the car somewhere and and just eat in the car. Right. And it's right. like, but we had to get to that level of like, all right, this is not working, just sitting in the house for days on end, not getting that one-on-one time away from the kids. We got to do something about it or we're going to mm-hmm. like, you know, this is not good. So yeah. It's just, it's crazy though, because like you mentioned the, 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 uh, the rates of divorce going up. I know child abuse is going up too, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that like broke my heart. I read that article. I don't know. It was like a few days ago, uh, which I wanted to ask you guys about how you involve your kids. Cause how old are your kids now? How are they? They're 12, old.
1: 11 and eight.
0: So you have three. Are they all boys mm-hmm, yeah. or, all, or No, you, two
1: boys? The The close ones are the boys. So 12, 11 are boys. And then the eight year olds are a girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, we nice. Finally got see, a girl. <laughs> see, okay. So that side note, we I would love to have another one, but it's like a third boy right now. Right. Right. All right. It takes me like, and I'm a guy's guy. Like I'm like, you know, I take, I'm taking my kids later to go play football outside. Like we're, we're all about it. But a third boy, I'm like, oh geez, I don't know. Right. Yeah. That was like yeah. so much.
1: <laughs> that was like our biggest thing. His family is all boys. They all had boys, like no girls at all. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, You're just gonna have another boy. Don't
0: do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I have to try. So yeah, I was I was very one thankful more. for that girl. Yeah. That's that's it's awesome. That, that gives yeah. me
0: that gives us some hope. Um, I'm one of six, <laughs> but we we went boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. So like my parents had wow. it. Yeah. They were like, it's crazy. Yeah. A system or something. Bra- the brain yeah. bunch system. It was, it was uh, great. That's funny. <laughs> so how do you involve your kids in your marriage? Right? Like how do you, cause obviously leading by example is one of my, my missions every day, but how do you, how do you get the kids to see what a healthy marriage is or communicate mm-hmm. to them? Because I feel like that's a huge part that's missing today too. You know, kids are yeah. so sucked into the phone that their parents are just trying to get them to pay attention to anything outside right. of that world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: one, one thing that we say, and we didn't make this up, but it's so powerful, more is caught than taught, right? And that goes into the the line of thinking of, you know, uh, lead by example. And kids just catch things mm-hmm. and you're like, wait a minute, why, when did I say that? And they're like, oh, you said that, you know, last week. Or no, those, you
1: do it all the time. Or you do it yeah. all the
2: time, you know. And so just remembering that, okay, you got little kids watching you. Mm-hmm. How, how how I, you know, I mean, especially for my boys, how I talk to their mom, you know, is going to be a model for how they treat women, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, my little daughter is watching how her dad treats mom, you know, mm-hmm. so hopefully she'll want to aspire to, you know, date a dude that's a little bit like me, mm-hmm. you know, like polite and kind and respectful, listens and, and yeah. respectful and stuff like that. So more is caught than taught. I know I cut you off there. So what were you, you going to say? You did
1: cut me off. Oh. <laughs> um, one of the things that I was like tapping him, I'm going to go first and then he just busted in. Uh, but anyway, one of the things that I think is the most important thing I don't p- think people realize is that it's that idea of more as caught than taught. But really as adults, as parents, we are modeling for our children how they will be as adults. And that is our job. And no one is extra. No one ever really says that to you. Like you're the example that your children will follow. Mm -hmm. And so one of, I just love the work of Dr. Dan Siegel. He was on our podcast the very first season. He's an interpersonal neurobiologist. I have a total nerd crush on him. And he talks about this idea that like we as adults need to model what is going on in our mind, so our children understand what their minds can do Mm -hmm. so uh, here's a good example we do this with toddlers all the time like babies who are learning to walk or talk or whatever. like in that early stage we go i'm putting the dishes away i'm tired i'm going to bed like the books are all written to model language development understanding of simple things like she washes her hand to go to you know after she goes potty like these are modeling behaviors Mm -hmm. that we want our kids to learn at some point around six or seven we stop doing that books Mm -hmm. don't have that anymore and so there's no one going Linda feels sad, but she's gonna journal about her feelings. There's no (laughs) books like that. There's no books like Mark wanted to hit the boy, but he stopped himself because he knew it wasn't right. Right. And so, one of the things that we can do unless the boy hit him first, then you gotta stand up. (laughs) Uh, But as parents, one of the most powerful things we can do is model and say out loud what's happening in our minds so that our kids understand it. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, like. Uh, because our kids are used to this. They hear us do our show all the time. They're very interpersonally connected. They, they talk about all this stuff, but they'll be like, mom, are you mad? And I'll be like, no, I'm feeling tired about this thing. And I'm frustrated about that, but I'm actually really excited to go do this thing or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so I will tell them all of my feelings, not just some of them, not just, oh, mommy's fine. Cause then they will think, Oh, something's wrong with me because I don't feel fine, but mom says she's fine. Right. So modeling appropriately for your children, what's really going on in your whole world and your brain is very, very helpful for their cognitive development. Another thing that's really fun to do that we started, I came up with it. I don't know where, but we do these things called pigs um, in our home. We do it on our podcast too. So it's prayer, intention, gratitude, and goals. So P-I-G-G-S. Goal P- right. well s is the thing right yeah. so pigs yeah. and so we do we pray together and all that is is just to get the kids like you know what are you thankful for let's talk about prayer thank you for this house blah blah, blah. intention what behavior do we how do we want to show up today mm-hmm. so we have our kids do these with us so they pray they tell us I want to be nicer I want to have more fun today I want to get my work done whatever that is gratitude I am thankful for our van, the dog, our house, whatever. I'm thankful for pizza night, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then goals. Today, I want to uh, build a a house for my doll. I want to read a book, whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. prayer, intention, gratitude, goals, pigs are a really fun way to engage your kids in thinking and talking about this stuff that's different Mm because there's really nothing for kids to do that anymore so that's part of our mission too yeah Yeah, it's fun
2: and uh if if we find ourselves as parents checking out you know because of covid stuff guess what the kids are going to do right i mean kids have ipads they i mean our kids don't have their own phones you know not yet they will soon obviously it's just something like uh not yet right Right. um but they do have switches and devices and if we leave them they'll be on them eight hours a day Mm -hmm. you know but if they see us always online checking twitter checking instagram stuff like that then we're modeling that right Mm -hmm. and then here's the kicker sometimes as a parent you are us as parents we get our kids in trouble for doing the same thing that they see us doing Mm -hmm. you know and they're like well dad you're on your phone too i'm like well yeah it's it's a business business you know talking talking to josiah about doing a podcast it's like (laughs) but they don't they don't care about that they're just like you're on your phone you're not with me right? right so we're such hypocrites, because okay, so we talk about this all the time. We're like, okay, we're we're gonna have a basket. It's gonna be a, the electronics basket, and it, you know, seven p.m. We or, are
1: not hypocrites. The basket's over there on the we shelf. are because we
2: don't use it. You don't use it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we don't put our devices in there, right? Like, okay, device dump in the thing. We're gonna watch a show. We're gonna go outside. We have you know three and a half acres here. Um, we can go outside and do stuff, right? And it's really funny because one of our kids, I think it was yesterday. Actually. One of our kids said, Mom, we're not emotionally connecting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Our,
2: our kid said that. I was like, Oh dude, he is so he is so smart. And guess what? He's right. Yeah. He's right. Because we are, you know, we're like, okay, we're we're hustlers. We wanna we wanna, right. you know, create content and you know
1: we're renovating the show. Do too, do all so. this
2: stuff and like yeah. you know, okay, we're 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 modeling a good work ethic there and like go get it, you can do it but we're also missing out on like being emotionally connected to our kids and our own kid called us out on it. And he was exactly right. So that's been something on my mind lately. Like, cause you asked, you know, how, how are we parenting? How are marriages in, in, during COVID 2020? And uh, yeah. So like I got convicted just like, okay, dude, we're, 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 we're changing stuff up. Okay. We're going to have like dedicated alarms to go outside, go play, go walk, go, you know, to the river, go hike, it's do, a process it's a process but
0: it's hard i'll be mm-hmm. real you know yeah no i love for, i love the pigs thing i gotta steal that for my my coaching clients because even for like kids adults like i mean that is yeah. such a powerful way to start your day mm-hmm. um even a great way to end your day too where it's like hey this is what i want to do tomorrow like this right is my intention. that's
1: called pigs in a blanket
0: yeah. oh <laughs> so, hey. right? we
1: have our, our morning <laughs> pigs <laughs> and then we've got pigs in a blanket <laughs>
0: I see who the marketer is over here. Nice. Right. right. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Pigs are it. really
1: great. Like we do it on our show. Um, almost every single time we start our show, we'll start it out with pigs and yeah. we encourage our listeners, do the same, pray together, do your intentions, do your, gra- and part of it is, it's such a different thing than we're used to doing. It gets us out of our rut and it, it starts a new, really positive routine. It's easy. Mm-hmm. People feel super connected. Um, so yeah, steal it, do it. Pigs in the morning it. and pigs in the blanket.
0: The gratitude thing is so powerful too because um, I heard it on, uh, I believe it was Garrett White told me this. He said that uh, it's really hard to be upset when you're grateful.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It's
0: super hard. You got to really try. Like, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for my house, but I'm so pissed at the same time. It's like, it's hard. Right. Like, you can't do that. You know, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is such a great skill to teach your kids too and, and to model uh, in mm-hmm. your marriage. It's, it's incredible. So, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned a few things like some of your routines and all that. I'm curious to know, cause I know my listeners and I personally, selfishly will say that it definitely helps to have, I don't want to say a checklist, but almost like some things that you consider to be the most important to do's in your marriage, maybe on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. What do you mm-hmm. have like at the forefront of these are the most, like for me, the date night thing, right? It was like, I got it. Worst case scenario, date night, right? Like that's got to happen mm-hmm. weekly, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what. Even if I got to, you know, donate a limb or whatever, I'm getting date night, right? So yeah. um, that's what's going to happen. What about, what are the things that you guys have in your on your list?
1: Uh, well, for me as a wife, I'm, I'm at home with our kids. I do their homeschooling, uh, which is a lot. But which is another COVID yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the that's whole thing. The we
0: bonkers. just started too. It's crazy. We're, we're using yeah. a, a Becca, I think is what it's called. It's uh-huh. like a Christian-based...
1: Right. We do gather around homeschooling because I nice. needed my, my kids all talk. They're all just like us. And I'm like, I need one thing that we're all learning at one time so y'all can talk about that because um, it was a lot. But one of the things for um, that I do regularly to maintain a healthy marriage, I would say, is... I just, I figured out instead of getting mad at my family that they didn't clean like I wanted them to clean or whatever, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do this for me. I want a clean house. I'm not gonna sit here and complain about it. I want one. So I changed my mindset about cleaning getting our home organized because it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. I am proud of my home when it's clean. And so that's, I know that sounds really unrelated and you're probably like, that is not. You would get along really (laughs)
0: well with my wife. You guys would be like kindred spirits. (laughs) Right. right. She's yeah, she's right. (laughs) And it's something
1: that, right right and i it took me so long to realize like oh i have power to change this positively so for me that's one of my things is like to maintain a level of standards in our home that i want and to do that for myself mm-hmm. um and then we do our And then your is checklist like, like what is
2: your your checklist that you're like okay yep i gotta do this like your right. uh your daily non negotiation right
1: well i guess i don't have them written down necessarily but like i think of Um, I always am listening and reading um, motivational stuff. So whether that's business motivation or self-improvement stuff, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing is huge for me. Like that is an everyday, I have to do it. And it's a mindset thing. I'm not doing it for fun necessarily, although I enjoy it. I'm doing it to make sure that I am right, Mm -hmm. like that I come into our marriage at the top of my game bringing my best all the time yeah um but you have an actual checklist
2: i have an actual checklist and i know that you were on order of man a uh, long minute ago right yeah which is awesome so uh i have the um the battle plan thing, oh, nice. here, you know and you know the weekly tracker where's your like your daily tasks your non-negotiables and like i i yeah. i write them out you know and and check the list and then additionally i have uh moleskin journal, you know, it's like, okay, I I track my weight in there. What am I going to do? And then especially when I was doing 75 hard, I had a checklist for that. And uh, a real thing that I like to do that's really important is uh, based off of how Elrod's Miracle Morning book, Mm, you know, like visualization, journal, all these stuff. And he has an acronym for it, SAVERS, which I, I don't remember what every single one is. But the visualization part starts for me in the morning, like, okay, Seth, you know, wake up at five, get your coffee, go journal. And then I visualize, this is how your date, you're going to go to the gym. Uh, you're going to show up this way with 75 hard, you know, it's like, okay, I see you at the end of the day, having read 10 pages, mm-hmm. drank your gallon of water, you know, d- done your two t- two workouts, shown up for Melanie, and then checked in. And then like, I'm, I'm a list guy as well. So I go through these like three month phases of I write stuff out. Like right now I have it in my wallet. It's like a laminated thing. And, uh, on it is, well, well, here it is. It's, uh, um, 5am journal, gym, make bed, cold shower, gallon, uh, follow a macro diet, no alcohol visualization, no food after 7:30, and then family time. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a reminder. Okay. Check this thing. Mm-hmm. And then also cross check that with right. the order of man, uh, tracker right. thing you know what's what gets measured gets managed yeah kind of thing. and we
1: make these things for ourselves like the, he made this for himself and i have a yeah, laminated um simple, yeah. like a chart thing and it's like make the bed do this That you know there's lots of really simple things on there but what's crazy is that none of these sound like they're related to marriage mm. because ah. in a way they're not it's not You're our right. marriage is mm-hmm. not necessarily a thing it's mm-hmm. two people showing up together in one space mm-hmm. so if i work on myself my marriage will improve And that's where people get it wrong. They read all these marriage books about be kind or do this or that. that. Like, no, like, excuse me, scratch all of that crap. Your marriage is not a thing. You are a thing and your spouse is a thing. Mm -hmm. Work on yourself. Make your own list. Like that is where um, showing up in your marriage really matters is when you're at the top of your game, not Mm -hmm. hoping that they'll somehow make you rise up to the top because they won't.
2: Right. So (laughs) just... uh, seemingly really small things like make bed What right. is, what is making your bed have to do with anything and that comes from like an army general right uh, you know when he was asked i don't i've heard this a hundred times i don't remember who said it but uh, you know oh why is making your bed because a small win in the morning of the feeling of mm-hmm. accomplishment the commitment the the goal of making the bed right. and you actually saying or following through with something that you say you're going to do boom you start the day like that right. and then uh, most likely the rest of the day will follow. And another side fringe benefit of 75 hard is, I mean, hey, Melanie, are you glad I did 75 hard? <laughs> yes. Did it help me show up as a, as a better man, mm-hmm. husband, father, worker, everything? Yes, right? absolutely. And they don't talk about like do 75 hard, you'll, you know.
1: Improve your marriage.
2: Improve your marriage. But it's all about growth mindset. It's all about mm-hmm. self-improvement that when you do those things, oftentimes my intention in the marriage was like, I'm making sure I'm doing 75 hard well, how does that help me? Well, I'm here, I'm present, I'm showing
0: up. And that Mm -hmm. in turn helps you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Mm. yeah, I love that, man. I, I, uh, the sad part is it's kind of like when I became a dad for the first time, like I read all the dad books and none of them helps.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Nothing really was the truth. Right. Right. It's going to suck sometimes. (laughs) Right. Got to like suck it up and you got to do the work. Right. And, and ultimately you need to work on yourself a ton too, because that's going to lead to you being a better dad. Right. Right. Um, which is the same thing that you're talking about now with, with marriage. It's like, if I'm constantly looking at my wife, Michelle, right. Where it's like, what is she not doing? What is she not doing? She's not doing this for me. She's not doing this for me. It's like, I'm over here just like a dying plant. Right. Like I'm not watering myself, which which is tremendously important. Um, How are you all helping people now? Like, what are what is your podcast based around? Because I know we talked about it a little bit early on, but what is your podcast based on, and and how are you, or what 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 can people find uh, through through what you guys do? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, we do for we have like 400 shows out, 400 episodes, I think, of our podcast, and Mm -hmm. um, the season one was a a deep dive into our marriage with it's like highly produced. That's a really amazing. That's its own 13-episode thing. But then from then on, we basically just answer listener questions. We talk about things topically, everything from divorce, anxiety, um, ADHD in marriage, I don't know, Mm -hmm. sexual addiction, like literally everything. There's nothing off limits because
2: sometimes there's theme like okay, we're gonna have a communication week and then talk about everything communication or sex therapy. Sex week. We're gonna talk about everything, you know, like what is your idea of sex or you know, how did you grow up thinking about sex? Is it gross? Mm -hmm. Is it good? Is it you know, what is it for? Uh, ADHD, other mental health issues, right. uh, you know, just all, all, right. all kinds of stuff. And I think the, the one thing that sets our show apart, is, and there are some other shows out there, I think, you know, more, more recently at least, right. but it's taking these things that everybody goes through right. and normalizing them. Not, you know, we're not the experts. Uh, we're not the marriage gurus. We're just, uh, you know, somebody who went through something stupid and crappy, right. came out on the other side stronger for it and now are sharing that story mm-hmm. and like, Uh, bringing this conversation up. You know, we get so many emails weekly. Thank you so much. Keep on doing what you guys are doing because people aren't talking about this. And oh my gosh, I was a raging bee like Melanie was or whatever. Like, Hey Seth, I used to be a douchebag like you and now I'm not kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, And there's like, there's power in that, right? There's power in, in, in that mm-hmm. journey, in that story.
1: Right. And one of the most important things that we're bringing into the marriage space is tools. Like oh, we yes. need tools. Like mm-hmm. we don't just need ideas. We don't just need books. We need actual tools. And so we created the anatomy of marriage app with a, a app developer who we adore. And it, it is so awesome because even if, so the app is full of educational stuff. We have videos of us teaching in the app. It is amazing. It has, um, games in it like battle strip yes you heard that right that's a stripping (laughs) game for you and your spouse um it has like i said it has well has hundreds of conversation starters Mm -hmm. so even just talking with your spouse about something you would never think to talk about is so connecting and this is the perfect time during covid to do those kinds of things right but one of the most amazing things that it has is the tool called The Clearing Structure. It is 100% free. You can get the Anatomy of Marriage app and go to the toolbox where The Clearing Structure lives. And this little tool is so powerful for helping people walk through conflict, any kind of conflict. So you could have partners fighting about in-laws, like my mother-in-law is this or that and you don't know how to talk about it. And every time you talk about it, you have a huge knockdown drag out. Open up The Clearing Structure and start fill it. All you got to do is fill it out. So it has blank spaces. You type directly into the app and it says, you know, dear spouse, when you said this, or when you let your mom call me a, a bee or whatever I felt, and then you fill in the blank and it actually gives you options of feelings. Mm-hmm. I felt betrayed. I felt lonely. I felt whatever. I felt scared. I felt whatever. So you can think through your feelings. Then it walks you through all of this and it generates a paragraph at the end. So when you click next, it creates an entire paragraph right. that has like, I mean, it's a phenomenal tool. And that is the one thing that I think we are changing the marriage space simply with tools because mm. nowhere else can you have something in your pocket with you all the time. It's an app on your phone. You are never, never, ever, ever that far away from your phone. Mm-hmm. So you pull out your phone, you have a marriage tool in your hand right now, right? And that's the way that I think I, that's what I'm the most proud of, of what yeah. we're doing right now, talking about all of these things connecting people with helpful resources, but most importantly, giving people tools. And to your point about parenting, like my goal down the road is to do Anatomy of Family. I wanna have this tool, this app for, I mean, how amazing would it have been for you to have a tool and an app That would have helped you understand how to deal with stuff when when you're like overwhelmed and flooded and you're mad at a six month old. (laughs) How hard is that? Like you're an adult and you're like, I want to throttle this kid. They're six Um, months old. What is wrong with me? You need a tool. You just need a tool. And so that's I don't know. I'm super passionate about this stuff, as you can tell. Yeah, um, yeah, like
2: practical, real world applications that aren't fluffy or hard to understand. It's like, okay, I want to get in shape. You you can tell. Okay eat this at this time, right. do X amount of this rep. Here's how you do it. Here's a video to show you how right. to do it. Now, Oh, guess what? Now it's up to them. The ball is completely in their court to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause if you yeah. do that, guess what? You'll see the results. Right.
0: right. Same, yeah. same thing, with the clearing right. structure and the tools that we put out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The tools are so awesome. I mean, I'm a, I'm a passion passionate person about tools as well. I love it. Um, I, I try to give our clients as many tools as possible because Like in today's world, having to read a 500-page book on marriage, like in someone's mind, they're just like, I can't can't comprehend even doing that right now. But if you have a a quick five-second tool in Mm -hmm. your pocket that you can pull out and go, hey, I'm struggling with boom, boom, boom. Here's what I need to do. That's invaluable. Right. Right. And more people need that.
1: Yeah. What's crazy is you think about like, why are marriage books written that way? It doesn't make any sense. It's like saying you must understand how a car works in order to get in it and go somewhere. No, you don't. All you got to do is get in the car. And But for some reason with marriage tools and like mm-hmm. emotional intelligence tools, we think read this thousand page, uh, you know, PhD thesis and somehow you're like, no, just right. tell me what the freaking do. And so uh, another thing too, I wanted to mention that we do with, uh, we have code, we do coaching. So we yeah. have our podcasts, We do, you know, daily stuff on our podcast. We have hundreds of episodes, but we also do coaching. That's one way that we're out here trying to make a huge mark mm-hmm. on the marriage space and couples, you know, helping couples out and helping them yeah. change their actual lives. Yeah. And it's exciting.
2: And yeah. having done therapy, marriage, family, marriage and family therapy, individual therapy for over 13 years, I found that coaching is so much more. I don't want to say it's like, oh, yeah, it's more effective. Every, you know, counseling sucks. I'm not <laughs> saying that. Mm-hmm. But coaching has given like the opportunity to, okay, you can see the problem, you, you know what's right. going on as the coach. And you're like, okay, Here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. It's much more directive. It's much more uh, way higher level of accountability. Right. Even pushing and like, okay, let's do this. No, I can't. Yes, you can, and you will. And here's why. Right. Kind of thing. Like coaching gives us the opportunity to uh, push that person because uh, we know they can do it. Right. They may not know yet.
1: Right. 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 So
2: yeah, coaching. We're just like super passionate about coaching. We had a coach last year and it, mm. it, it changed the game, you know, so you guys get coaching from whoever, you know, uh, us, Josiah, anybody right. get coaching, have that person who can be accountable. Uh, you can be accountable to in your life and you're going to see changes. Because right. I mean, we did coaching in 2019. Yeah. Is it any coincidence that 2020 has been li- Are, yeah. literally our best year, mm-hmm. uh, emotionally, financially, right. physically, as parents, as parents, yeah everything there's right. it's no coincidence yeah that it happened and I,
1: I will say really quickly some people don't know if they need therapy or coaching and i often think of it like physical therapy you go to physical therapy to heal you go to you know counseling and traditional mental health therapy to heal if you have an injury abuse trauma whatever that is you go there to heal mm-hmm. and then you get your coach to go to the next level right. right like you know think of it in sports you want to win the championship you get a coach um so that's the difference if you need to heal go get therapy but if you want to level up and like kick a and take names you go get a coach
0: yeah yeah no that makes so much sense uh where can people connect with you guys i know you have the podcast but where where can they start diving into all this
2: yeah uh You'll find links to everything that we do, uh, the podcast, the app, uh, any uh, counseling services that we've partnered with. We also are going to, I'm going to launch a counseling service uh, here soon. So you can like do teletherapy with me personally. Um, coach, you can email us at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facebook just at anatomyofmarriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you have questions about coaching or anything like mm-hmm. that, just shoot us, shoot us an email at coaching at um, we'll do an hour consult call, see if it if it's a good fit. If it's not, I'll try to help you any way I can, right. and go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we're
1: going to do like a ladies challenge too. I just posted it last night. actually. I, saw that. I said, yeah. who wants to do, cause I did 75 nice. hard too. And I loved it. I, lo- at first I hated it when Seth did it. I was so mad. <laughs> I like told him how mad I was too. I calculated how many hours he like wasn't doing the things I wanted him to do. Right. And then all of a sudden <laughs> when he stopped, I was like, where did it go? All of this like amazing, it was like, a great routine. It was a great routine. And so then I started. And so I loved it. I love having that accountability. So ladies, if you're listening, head over to anatomyofmarriage.com, like check out our stuff and we're going to do a ladies thing soon. We just got to figure out what it all entails. But yeah, yeah. Awesome. so we're doing lots of stuff all over the place.
0: Well, Seth and Melly, it's been a pleasure having you both on. Larry had some really awesome things to say about you. Larry Hagner, for those of you who don't know, he's been on my show a few times, but uh, this has been awesome. And I love, by the way, I didn't even compliment you on all your ink, man. I love your, <laughs> your
1: <laughs> yes. tattoos.
0: Like I'm a... Die hard tattoo guys. So it's so cool to see other Christians, right? All yeah. right. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Let's get like, together
1: and get tattoos together. How about oh, that? Yes. We'll see you in real, real life I,
0: I have my next one that I'm getting. So I, I What have are you to gonna really? get? I'm actually getting my logo, believe it or not. I'm getting my nice. logo As I said I'm not gonna do it till I'm a certain amount of years in business and I crush right. my goals because that would just be weird if I like do it immediately, even though that would be commitment, right? I would be like, I'm doing right. this. But my logo has been you know, solidified. And so now I'm like, I'm going to get it somewhere that is special nice. because of some goals that we achieve. But then I got to awesome. get, if I have another kid, I have all my kids facing, right all my oh, arms. Nice. I got to find another, another right. spot if I have another one. So I, yeah. I will definitely get a lot more tattoos though. I try to get yeah. Oh
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, saying, oh, I need to get another one. We always need to get another <laughs> right, one, right? right. It's, it's I told like,
1: Seth, it's like a business expense. Like, Well, it's part of our branding. Oh, Let's go right. get more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll write of it off right. but um dude thank you so much for having us on the show I, we would absolutely love to have you on our show so mm-hmm. we can like oh, yeah. uh, uh, uh get some dates going you know yeah. i want to hear your story uh larry said that it was yeah. unbelievable and uh yeah i want to bring our listeners uh into what you're doing in yeah. the fitness world the motivation stuff um so we definitely want to have
0: you on our show at a future date oh, as well i would i would be honored that would be incredible um yeah. like i said i sp- i appreciate you spending over an hour of your time with me i know you guys are so busy so Thanks again and make sure everybody go check out their stuff. I'll put all the links to where to go in the show notes and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, man. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Bye. Uh, Later. Thank you for
2: listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.